Hey, I'm Lacey. Hi there, I'm Natalie. And welcome to Jeremiah week four. So we are going through the book of Jeremiah, Daring to Hope in an Uncertain World. Um, And we're just going to hop right into week four. So um, our memory verse for this week is Jeremiah 17, 9 through 10. If you would like to pause the podcast now and you can find it yourself or we're going to actually just go ahead and read it. Yeah, we're going to read it in the ESV. So, starting with verse 9. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Who can understand it? I, the Lord, search the heart and test the mind to give every man according to his ways, according to the fruit of his deeds. I absolutely love this verse. Um, I think it's one of those verses that cuts through. Yeah. Just everything. And it's just like, here's what it really means. Just, you know, lays it out nicely on a table. Right. And it's because the world says to follow your heart. Like, yeah. That's what, that's their thing. Listen to your heart. Yeah, exactly. Maybe not. It's like the whole plot of Mulan. Like, (laughs) follow your heart. There's an NSYNC song at the end. It's great. Is it NSYNC? Oh, maybe it's 98 Degrees. I think it's neither. I think it is Stevie Wonder. (laughs) You must stay true to your heart. It's Stevie freaking Wonder. Oh, yeah, but I think there's, like, another version of it. It's 98 Degrees, because I definitely I have that on Spotify. That. I'm going to have to yeah. listen to that. It's very good. We're real, it's a jam. We're real big Disney people. Um, <laughs> Noticed. The heart is deceitful above all things. You can't listen to your heart. No, your heart. It's, That's not it. It's thrown here and there and everywhere, and it changes so quickly. Well, it's, and it's because it's corrupted by sin. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just like your emotions... And every other part of you, it's, it's corrupted human. by it's, sin. It's human, literally. Yeah. And so you can't listen to that. We have to listen to God's word. Yeah. Like, if you can't listen to your heart, what do you listen to? So that's, You listen to the spirit. Yeah. You listen to his word. You listen to, you know, God-fearing Bible-teaching preachers. You yeah. know, you you always come back to his word and his truth to be able to discern truth. Yeah. Because, I mean, if you don't, if you, it's not rooted in the word, how do you know it's truth? You right. Know? So our, like, big question that we have is how can we keep our hearts in line with God's truth when our feelings pull us in other directions? And, you know, we're looking, we're looking for soft hearts here. We're not looking for hardness. We're not looking for your bitter hearts. Um, and that, in the world that we live in, it's very difficult. It is. Yeah. It's hard to keep... It's hard to keep our soft hearts. It is. Right. <laughs> I mean, there's so much that happens in the world. And, you know, you can look out and you're like, man, why is this happening? Why is this happening to me? Why is this happening to people that I love? And, like, it's the sin in the world. And you have to you have to be able to discern that. You have to be able to say, okay, that's the sin, but I'm still going to love. Right. Because that is what we're called to do. Yeah, that is literally what we are called to do. You can't just put up these walls and harden your heart to protect yourself. Oh. That's not the way this works. No, it's not at all. Pain happens. Um, anything. It just like, is what it is. People are going to yeah. let you down. People are going to pass away. Like, yeah, it's the way the world works. But you can't harden your heart when those things happen. It's going to suck and it's going to be really difficult. But... You know, at the end of the day, we trust the one that made the heart. You know, mm-hmm. it's not us. They're just housed within us. Um, so you've got to really, you've got to draw back to him. So sometimes that that takes coming before God and ask him to help you sort through the pain or whatever 
has, you know, hurt you and made your heart hard. And that, that is a very humbling situation Yeah, for you to realize that, hey, there's some like blockages in my heart of things that need to be removed and just humbling yourself before Christ and being like, please, you know, sort me out. You know me, you've, you know, I am, I am yours. So just clear me. Right. And we have to make sure that we're giving God our whole softened heart Mm -hmm. because, you know, a lot of times we'll gloss over issues or move on in life and that's easier, but it doesn't make us look more like Christ. And Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, that's the whole reason we go through these things, uh, as Romans eight twenty eight and twenty nine tell us. Um, and a lot of times, if we gloss over things and move on, that can give resentment a chance to take hold. Oof, and resentment makes people just ugly. Yeah, just real ugly. I mean, Judah had a hard heartedness issue, mm-hmm. but it didn't get that way overnight. Gradually, they made secret choices to self protect blame others for their problems, and refuse to acknowledge their own errors. These are not new problems. No. No. There's nothing new under the sun, the Bible tells us. Period. Um, but it is. And I, I think that is the thing that people, and maybe this is you, maybe this is somebody that you know, you know, that you're like, man, I think I have a pretty soft heart, but it's like, how do you do, in, what do how do you react in situations? Yeah. That is going to be your immediate indicator. If it's not truly you know, forgiving and just really showing those that have wronged you kindness and just love and compassion, it's time to evaluate. Yeah. It's time to look within. And how do you evaluate and keep a soft heart? You ask questions. There's always something for God to work on in our hearts. Always. Yeah. And asking questions and taking the time to understand our feelings begins the process of opening your heart for God to do his transforming work in your heart. So some of these like really helpful questions are going to be like, Lord, why do I just feel so empty? Um, Why did that person, why did their words cut me that deeply? Um, Why do I just want to be mad? Why do I want to hold a grudge? And it's just like, what parts of my heart are hard? What will it take to soften it again? And that, that process of asking God, you know, what is it that needs to be fixed? And then what will it take? Those are really big steps in a Christian's life. Yeah, and we have to be aware of our own tendencies towards sin um, and spend time on our own repentance. Mm-hmm. And if we do those things, we can view others with more grace and less judgment. So God already knows what's in your heart and wants you to acknowledge it so that he can renew it and transform you. He cares more about the condition of your heart than anything else. So you can outwardly have it all together. But if your intentions are not correct, that is really what matters. Yeah. God is really after the inside work, not so much the outside in this. Yeah, and heart change happens internally first and then displays itself externally as we acknowledge and respond to the sin that we identify. This is why behavior modification doesn't work. It has to be a heart change, and the behavior modification follows. But if the heart change doesn't happen first then you're just changing your actions and you will still have the same sin issues deep down. It's it's literally like motivation follows action. Yeah. It it has to be you can't go through the motions with it. This is just a cut the crap. What, you know, what does that look like inside? It is very much we don't want to see you go through the motions. We want to see you actually change. Yeah. I think that's such that's such a big deal for sure. 
And in Jeremiah 3, verses 12 to 25, God calls his people to take some steps once they've evaluated their heart and found them hardened by sin. So the first step is to know it. Be honest. Be honest, yeah. Be honest about the sin and the struggle with yourself. Um, I think that's the hardest part is just seeing that you have a sin issue. Because, mm-hmm. like, Especially we all want to see, yeah. you know, the greatest parts of ourselves and our greatest intentions. But sometimes there's another intention, you know, lying under the surface. And we have to be so careful, but be honest about those things. So, nobody's perfect here. The first step is to know it, and, and the then, second is to share it. Yep, you got to confess it to God. And, you know, and sometimes it is even telling it to others as well. I mean, it's that's sharing your burdens. Yeah. Um, and it could also be that you've hurt someone by that sin and you oh, need to go absolutely. talk to them about it and apologize or be like, look, at I'm, the very least be like, I'm, I'm trying to get this. this. Yeah. I'm so sorry. I'm I'm trying to get this right with the Lord and maybe you can help me do that. Yeah. Let me get it right with you first. Yeah. You know, that sort of thing. So the first step that God calls his people to take is to know it. And the second is to share, share it. it. And the third is to own it. Take personal responsibility for your actions. This shouldn't take you to a place of shame, first of all. Like, personal responsibility for you, your actions is not a shameful thing. We're not telling you to wear this around your neck like, you know. Albatross. Exactly. We're not telling you just to let it weigh you down. No. In our reality, this is the freedom of it. It's to be like, you know, I did go through that, but I'm on the other side of it. And I think that is really taking your struggle and turning it back to glorify Christ because our stories are megaphones for his glory Mm -hmm. just be honest with people because people are going through a lot of different things under the surface things that others have no idea that's going on in their lives or you know anybody because they think that they hide it so well but here's the thing you can hide it from everybody here on this earth but God knows and he sees it and he 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 you're a sinner you know but he wants you to know it share it and own it he does and by owning it, you can really help others in that same situation. Yeah, and confession is the path to healing, not condemnation. And we also not only need to see this in our own lives, but see this when we see others sinning as well. Mm-hmm. Like, we, we need to help them to do these things, but we need to be sure that when they confess their sins to us, we're not condemning them. Yeah. This is part of their healing. A, yeah. It's also got to come from a place of love, you know? Yeah. I mean, speak the truth in love. It is it's key. Yeah. Oh. It's more than just key. It is so essential that if it's if it's not done out of love, why even do it? Right. Yeah. So even when we're going through difficult circumstances, God wants us to bring our hurting hearts to him so that he can use our pain and sorrow to refine us. Mm-hmm. So we shouldn't turn to distractions to numb the pain. I mean, how many times do we do that? We're hurting and we turn on Netflix or we turn on TikTok or yeah. anything like that just to distract ourselves from what we're going through. You log on to Instagram and you paint this beautiful picture for everybody else thinking that your life is totally yeah. together when in reality it is falling apart. And we have to trust God when we can't see him and our lives seem to be falling apart. Mm-hmm. Like that's the biggest thing is you have to trust God. So... Heart conviction, the fun part. Um, <laughs> conviction is so important. And it conviction is not a is, bad thing. It's it is such not a good a bad thing. thing. It means that the Holy Spirit is helping you guard your heart and protect it. And it leads you towards repentance, restoration, healing, and forgiveness. 
And, and that can only come through conviction. Conviction is such like, if you were in a desert and you were just searching for any sign of God in your life, and you get convict, you have conviction, you get convicted. <laughs> Not like actual crime convicted here. But, you know, that's such a big sign of like, hey, I'm still here. I'm still here and I'm I'm working. Yeah. Even when you don't see it and you don't feel it, still working. Still actively a part of your life. Still just trying to make you better. We have a God that loves us so much that is always trying to, to better us, to bring us closer to him. And that that's so personal that the God of the universe takes such just adamant interest in each of our lives. And that's just, I don't know, that's just so big to me. That is just one of those big things. So then we also have to focus on protecting our heart. As some people would say, guarding your your heart. heart. Oh gosh, I hate it when people say guard your heart. It's so frustrating because they always assume that it's about dating. Dating. And I mean, it's Jeremiah 4.14. This has nothing to do with dating. It's It's, so much more. I mean, it's everything. This is not just like, oh honey, you better watch out for him. Guard your heart. Right. But it's like in all relationships, it's those relationships that you don't think mean very much into your lives, but... When you look back at it, you see of how much of an influence it had on you. Yeah. And, and it's so not even it's your just, oh. your thoughts, your words, mm-hmm. and your actions. It's all of it together. Yeah. You have to it's guard it all. When you, when you're like, ah. Yeah. But guard I mean, it all. as Christians, we're always on alert. We really are. Peace only comes from God. We live in a sinful world. Always be on your guard. <laughs> but how do you guard your heart? It's an excellent question. How do you do that? You do that by hiding, first of all, God's word in your heart. That is your lamp. You've got to start there. Um, and it the also sheep, goes back to, you know, putting on the full armor. The full God. armor. Oh, yes. Like there's a helmet for a reason. <laughs> yeah. You guard your mind. And yeah. there's a breastplate for yeah. a reason. You have to guard your heart. Yeah. You have to guard it all. <laughs> all the things. <laughs> <laughs> but literally, though, I mean, that it is. I mean, it's kind of like there's a saying that's like the sheep know the shepherd's voice. Mm-hmm. So it's like we are the sheep. God is the shepherd. But if you're not actively pursuing God's word and God's heart, how are you going to know his voice in your life? Yeah. And guarding your heart doesn't mean you close yourself off from the world. That's what a lot of people do. And that's not okay either. Because yeah. the Bible tells us to be in the world, but not of it. There's a very big difference there. Yes. And I think people sometimes You can't just not them. be in the world at all. Exactly. Because you're supposed to reach the world. How do you do that if you're not in it? Right. If you, if you think that you're put up on this like pedestal of like holier than thou, nobody's going to relate to you. Right. You're not going to relate to anybody. Yeah. And in a way, you've kind of, you've missed the boat. Yeah. So, also, we hope that you'll stop this in a second and go and read 2 Corinthians 10.5. Or just write it down. <laughs> yeah, and read it after Highlight it. Do you ever allow yourself to daydream about things you shouldn't? Oh. <laughs> like, that's not protecting your heart. No. And that's so, that is so, it's kind of harsh when you think about it. But, yeah. Like, do you just daydream into, like, worlds where everything is so perfect and la-di-da? Life is not like that. No. Life is not like that. And that's only going to build up your expectations to and crush them. I was about to say, chop you down at the knees. Yeah. I mean, that's not taking every thought captive. Right. It's a lot of work. But here's the thing, though. We're not perfect. We will never be perfect. But we do have a perfect Savior that loves us and understands us. 
So, you know, if you really call out to him and just, you know, be like, search me, Lord, he's going to hear you and he's going to, he's going to help you take every thought captive. It is an active thing. It is, it is not just a one-time deal. Like this is forever for the rest of your life. Yeah. Another question you can ask yourself is, do you tend to dwell on others' faults? That's not guarding your heart. Mm -mm. That is letting yourself sink deeper into, could be jealousy, could be comparison, Mm -hmm. could be a ton of other things. Or just saying, I'm holier than thou. Yeah. That's not influence. That's not guarding your thoughts. Also, do you sometimes replay scenarios over and over Allowing bitterness, envy, or worry to creep in. That just hurts you even more. That's literally rubbing salt in a wound. 100% that's me in the middle of the night <laughs> or in the shower saying, why were you so awkward? Or like, oh, why I did you do this? this. <laughs> I could have really been like, mm, 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 I'm going to say this. Why did you try to go for a fist bump and just like awkwardly high five their fist? Like it's Stop. just, why are you this person? But like, that's not helpful. That's not no. going to get you anywhere. I like to think of those as the right before bed haunts. They haunt you right as you lay down. And then you remember that one time in fourth grade when you did something weird. And you're like, <laughs> I'm 24. Why am I still thinking about this? Yeah. Um, and that's not guarding your heart no. and taking every thought captive. You're producing worry and sometimes bitterness and envy. There's and- not sometimes bitterness. It's always bitterness. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just not helpful. Yeah. It is. It's not bringing you closer to God at the end of the no. day. No. Uh, the last question that we have that you can ask yourself is, do you regularly focus your mind on trusting and believing God? Ooh. Like constantly refocusing yeah. that taking every, co- taking every thought <laughs> captive. Yeah. Um, you know, what do you replace those thoughts with? Right. You have to replace it with trusting and believing God and who he is, who he's proven himself to be. And, you know, a, go from there. A great way to, like, even start this is when you feel those those thoughts creep in. It's almost like, write, take a note card and write down specifically what you know God has said about people in your situation or people with anxiety, with doubt, with bitterness, with all these things. You've got, it's literally, you have to swap it. You can't just think, oh, I shouldn't think that. Yeah. Like, it's got to go a step further. Because if you're doing it halfway, you're not helping yourself. Right. You have to rearrange your thought process. Yeah. Like, when this happens, when I start going this way, I'm going to redirect yeah. and go towards God instead. Absolutely. Uh, another verse that y'all can look up is Ephesians 4.29. Yeah. So, so, our last one is you've got to give your whole heart. God doesn't just want to serve... God doesn't want you to serve him half-heartedly. That is a big deal. Yeah. That is definitely also kind of goes back to... You know, if your intentions are wrong, it doesn't even count. Right. Like, you're doing it for the wrong reasons. Like, it just, it doesn't even count. And it reminds me of that scene in Pirates of the Caribbean (laughs) where, uh, I think it's Pintel and Rigetti are in the boat. And they're trying to read the Bible. And it's like, it's the Bible. You get credit for even trying. (laughs) And it's like, (laughs) they're like, you can't read. Um, But... You do get credit for trying. Yeah. Like, you're in, if your intentions are right, you get credit for that. Yeah. Obviously, this is not a test, and you get, like, extra credit for something. But, like, it's... <laughs> God sees your intentions, and he, he wants that, you to try, even if you yeah. don't succeed. He sees you wanting to draw nearer to him. So, any little bit of you wholeheartedly just being honest before God, 
Like he loves that. He wants because more it's of glorifies that. him. It is. Yes. Even if it doesn't produce the yeah. end result that you want, it still glorifies him. He Therefore, wants, he still wants. Yeah, that. he wants the best of you, and he wants what's best for you. Yeah, and, and I think so many people in our world today they struggle with. Oh, I don't think he knows what's best for me. Like, blah, 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 blah. yeah, he might be good, but he's not good to me. It's like okay, um, maybe it's time to reevaluate. <laughs> yeah, and that can even go back to Cain and Abel. Oof, yeah, like. Yeah. 100%. Cain did not give the best. Yeah. He didn't give the best of what he had. Mm-hmm. He gave just, you know, some vegetables. It wasn't the best vegetables. Yeah. But when it talks about what Abel gave, it was the best of the best. Yeah. He gave the best animal he had. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't, you know, like this, oh, he gave animals, oh, he gave fruit. Because I was very confused about that as a child. <laughs> I was like, why does God hate fruit? I don't understand. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> am I not supposed to eat it? I mean, so. I'm fine with that, but, <laughs> but it's, you have to give the best of everything yeah. you've got. That's what he wants so, because he deserves it. He does. He, oh, he truly does. I mean, he created you. He I created mean, it, whatever yeah, it is, whatever it is. If it's your talents, your time, he yeah. created it. That's like when so many, I mean, okay. As, a, as somebody who sings growing up. That's, like, the one thing that I heard from everybody was, like, oh, you've got to use your talent for him. And as a kid, I was, like, okay, cool. (laughs) And I didn't didn't really get it. I didn't really, I didn't understand it. But the older I got, the more I was, like, oh, yeah, literally. And it's, like, there comes a point in your life when you realize that there will always be somebody more talented than you. But that doesn't mean that your talent is less than. Right. And that is something that has taken me a long way to get there. And also something I still struggle with sometimes. But God made us all different and we're all beautiful in our own way. And that sounds so cliche, so cheesy, but like... He created you to be exactly exactly, who you are to glorify him in a very specific way. Yeah. In very specific circumstances that he's put you in. Yeah. He doesn't want just the same cookie cutter people. He didn't make the same cookie cutter people. No. because He could have easily. He really could have. Otherwise, we wouldn't be a body. Exactly. That comes together and everyone has different talents that can all be used together to reach out to the community or to do whatever needs to be done to fully glorify him. That's why we are a church body. Period. Um, So many times we offer God our leftovers, and then we wonder why we seem to be losing the spiritual battle against sin in our lives. And it's like, you're very obviously not giving him everything you've got. Yeah. Like, if you're not making time in your day to read the word, you're not giving him everything you've got. Yeah. I mean, period. Yeah. It's Everyone has time. Don't say you don't have time. There's a podcast. There's something. Yeah. There's always some way Bible that you could be. Anything. Yeah, yeah. There's always some way that you could be in the talking to him or reading his word or both. And everyone has time to do that. But if you're not making time, then you're giving him your leftovers. It's about your priorities. Yeah, exactly. Um, another thing for y'all to read is Ephesians five fifteen to 17. Mm-hmm. So, what are some areas that could reveal half-hearted devotion? And what are practical steps that you can take to pursue God more wholeheartedly? Yeah, we're just going to leave you guys with those Those are questions. two big questions. So, 
really marinate on them, really think them over, take them to heart, you know. Over the next two weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they're, they're big. They're big. Well, this is a new year. You know, it's never too late to start brand new. Yeah. Doesn't matter what time of the year it is. Mm-mm. You can always start over because his mercies are new every day. Yes, his mercies are new every day. So in the next episode, we're going to go over personal responsibility. And we're going to be going through Jeremiah 35 to 44. Um, if you would like to join us in person for church, we are North Point Baptist Church in Carrollton, Georgia. Um, our address is 400 Cedar Street. Carrollton. 1400. I'm sorry, 1400 Cedar Street. You good. Dyslexia really came in there and said, ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> we are 1400 Cedar Street, Carrollton, Georgia. Our service times are 930 for Sunday school slash connection class. And our actual Sunday service starts at 1030. Our Wednesday night starts at 7. Yeah. You can find us on Facebook and YouTube for all of our services. Um, you can find us online at northpointbaptist.com. Um, we would if love you're looking to have for you. us and you're a little confused, our logo, it's, it's really a swish. I like to call it the eyebrow <laughs> <laughs> because once you see it as an eyebrow, you'll never see it as anything else. It's like the Nike swoosh upside down. Yeah. And not as angular. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, we would love to have you guys to Bible study as well. Yes. We have young adult Bible study. And that's um, Sunday nights at usually around 630. Yeah. At the church. So we would love Come to have join you guys. Us. Yeah, we love. We are always. We love new members. Love them. Yeah, we just want it. We want you in our flock. <laughs> yeah. So, come check us out, and we hope you guys have a great week. Have a grace filled week.